Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present... MG's Rugby League Rundown. MG's Rugby League Rundown. We are back. MG, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Liam. Good afternoon, everyone who's taking the time to listen. Thank you for it. Now, let's be real. Yes. We want to talk state of origin. We will. We do. So, but there are non-New South Wales, non-Queensland people talking about you Kiwis, talking about you Victorians and some Western Australians and South Aussies that like listening to this Uh, that don't give us stuff. And and the Tassies. And and don't forget the Apple Islanders. And the Northern Territories. And the Territories. (laughs) Hello, hello, Territories. (laughs) So, what we're going to do real quick, we're not going to pay short shrift to it, but we are going to race through uh, looking back at the round that was and the tips so we can have a bit more of a meaty chat about State of Origin. Going back to round 12, Broncos 4, Panthers 15, no Adam Reynolds, and it showed. Yeah, it certainly did. And what it showed was that uh, Nathan Cleary has found form at the perfect time uh, with Origin around the corner. We've all known about Nathan's passing game, his kicking game, um, his defense even for a halfback, but what he's developed in the last few weeks, which is notable is he's, he's, he's Viper-like running at the line. So when a halfback his first instinct is to run the ball, that's when they're most dangerous. You, you see a lot of halfbacks these days you know, contemplating, will I pass it, will I run it, will I kick it? When their first instinct is to run it, that means they're the most dangerous player in that team. And we go That's back what Joey history. was so scary about when Joey, Joey was in his prime. Jonathan Thurston, names that come to mind, um, they, just, they would run the ball first and then they'd go, okay, what do you got? Alfie Langer, he'd always run the ball first. Yeah. Um, so all the good halfbacks over history had, had an amazing running game. And this showed against the Broncos, Liam. Every time he had the ball, he looked like he was going to run the ball. Um, he now catapults himself into second on the leaderboard when on the Dally M's, which go behind closed doors after this week. So Panthers <laughs> were great. I, look, any other year, any other decade, any other universe, and, and Dylan Edwards is a fullback from New South Wales. <laughs> His form is just unbloody awesome. believable. Every week he's the same. He runs for 200 metres. He, he, 18, 18 yeah. tackle breaks, 25. Mm. Yeah, he's just, uh, his stats are off the charts. And uh, unfortunately for him, he's, he's around an era with his halfbacks galore. Um, but yeah, he was good against the Broncos. And as you said, without Adam Reynolds, they did it really hard. Wrong place, wrong time for, for uh, Dylan Edwards from a rep perspective. He plays the wrong position at the wrong time because of the year or in, but he might get to the end of his career and we look back at him and go, how on earth did he not play um, State of Origin at any stage for New South Wales? Quickly, uh, the concern moving forward for the Broncos, a little bit of a narrative of uh, pretenders. Can Where are these blokes? When when are they going to get the opportunity to show what they're made of against a contender? Yeah, look, I think, I think they're better than last year. I think because the consistency of Adam Reynolds' Is, is more f- profound this year. But he was out this game, and that's a worry. Mm. If, if he happens to miss a month of footy, well, does that mean the Broncos are gone? So they need to manufacture something very quickly because um, they need him on the paddock. Yep. But they should also be winning games without him on the paddock, and they've got to find a way to do that. Dragons with the big surprise win, 24-22. to 22. Wow. Uh, No more um, Hook Griffin, and, and here they all suddenly turn up and deliver an upset. What happens? What happens to sporting teams, i.e. mainly in league and AFL? Uh, you'll see the uh, Richmond Tigers this week. Yeah, you watched the Golden Roll Port this week. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's just it's amazing how they live for it. They kind of wear, and you say to yourself as a fan or as a commentator or as or as an ex coach, where was that when I was having yeah. when, when I had you? Um, an amazing game. Twenty two, uh, I think they're twenty down down twenty two eighteen with the mm. thirty seconds to go and in, two kicks. Um, Fay guy scored the tr- winning try um, to win twenty four twenty two. Roosters now that's three in a row they've lost. Concerning for them. Um, concerning also that Victor Radley. He's now out for three weeks because of that attempted head headbutt. It was look, there's nothing in it. It's because it was Victor Adley. It was because he had intent to do something silly. He finds himself on the sideline yet again. It seems to be a, a chorus line that we sing a lot when we talk about the Roosters. Unfortunately, um, because on his day he should be he should be in this blue jersey. Victor Adley should be playing next Wednesday. But, uh, unfortunately, well, he's an Englishman. He's, well. He yeah, can't. That's another, He's ineligible. That's, that's, that's another. That's another chat for another day, isn't it? <laughs> what do they call the head? Is it the Chelsea kiss or what's the thing? Is, that's what he's trying. Liverpool to, kiss. Liverpool kiss is what Liverpool he's tried kiss. to plant. Yeah. Oh well. Um, but I thought Jaden Sewer was really good in this game. He, um, you know, he must be close to a birth back in Origin if he keeps up this form. But uh, you're good on your Dragons. I, uh, I was happy to see them win on the bell. Not so happy if I'm a Roosters fan, but. Yeah, and it keeps the race for the wooden spoon alive against the Tigers. Uh, man, uh, South Sydney, I mean, we all had them penciled in alongside uh, the Panthers and, and the Broncos as, a, as one of the teams to, to win the thing this year, and then they go out and get absolutely pants by the Eels. 36-16, Mitch Moses, you can see why he's so important to the Eels. Yeah, I think it was the the, the double banger of uh, the six and the seven. Dylan Brown was awesome. Um, I thought... Moses was awesome. He was obviously left. He didn't play the week before against the Raiders, and um, very disappointing in the in the Rabbitohs. They mm. these are the games you, you've got to win if you want to win a competition and at least get close to them. They were never close to them in this game. They got barreled in the forwards and and, and depleted Parramatta forward pack. Um, their stars went missing. To 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 put it bluntly, the South yeah. Sydney stars went missing, and they got humbled by a, a team that. And this would be worrying for Demetrio, who wanted it more. And you'd think that South Sydney, with so much to play for, um, it kind of it, it might it may have cost Damien Cook an Origin jersey. The loss to Parramatta. And well, do you uh, think you any chance there was a little bit of uh, let's look after ourselves for Origin from? Some well, of the you know notes? what? They'll say no. Everyone will say no. But honestly, if you're a human being, you've got thoughts about playing State of Origin, which is picked on that Sunday night or the Monday morning. And you know you're very close to that berth. You kind of do take things a little bit easier. Like if I'm playing at 100% most games, I might drop down to you know 88, 87, and and that mm. that 12 or 13 percent counts in a game of rugby league. And, and especially if there's three or four of you doing it, um, and it looked like that was on that was maybe on the cards. But I, I you can't be inside their heads. But um, if that was an audition for this, if if round 12 was an audition for Origin berth, which it looked like it was because. Otherwise, Tavita Pengai Jr. doesn't get picked. Otherwise, yeah. Abby Coruscant doesn't get picked. It's Cook. I, I think it was a dead set origin re, uh, audition. And, and unfortunately for Damien Cook, their team got humbled by a, a hungrier Parramatta. Yeah. Well, and, and when you look at it like that, you, and the Bunnies have got a week off. Do they have the week off? No, they've got a game this week. They're taking on the Raiders. But, it, you know, interesting to see how Cookie responds when they do take on the Raiders. We'll get yeah. your tips and for that Campbell round a bit later. Campbell Graham will playing this game as well. After he withdrew from the... Look, we'll talk about that yeah. when we get to it. Um, Sharks just too good for the Knights. I mean, and God, I think the competition held its collective breath when Caelan Ponga went off with another HIA concern. Great to see him come back on. Um, but 
the, the Sharky it. side, it's it's a it's a contender. It's a it's a really good side, and, and Nico Hines showed why he deserves a spot in Origin. Interested to get your thoughts a bit later on when we do talk Origin about how you see Freddie using Nico as a utility yep. when Matt Burton was probably the other option. But Will Kennedy, and again, he's the new oh. Dylan Edwards. Now that we rate Dylan Edwards highly <laughs> enough, he's the new Dylan Edwards who no one rates highly enough as a fullback. But um, Sharks and Craig Fitzgibbon just doing their business. He took the words right out of my mouth um, with Will Kennedy. Yes, he indeed is the new um, Dylan Edwards, but um, the Sharks have got his consistency week in, week out. Um, The week before, they were poor. Um, This game, they were better, um, a lot better. And Nico uh, obviously found his way into an origin jersey because he's been great all year. So good work for him. But, um, yeah, Knights, well, um, that head knock, I think, cost him an origin jersey. I think that... That head knock, while you say you come back on, Caelan Ponger, I think that all of a sudden everyone held their collective breath. And I think someone like Billy Slater would have thought, okay, if this happens in Adelaide, what the hell do we do? And so I think in essence, they're protecting Caelan Ponger from himself and they're protecting Queensland's team from losing someone in the first five or six minutes, which they can't cover. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit alarming, but I don't think it's as alarming as if he didn't come back on. So the fact that he came back on was good news. I also think, and I'm going to have a quick, very, very quick rant here. This is, I'm in no way saying I understand, I think this is what Billy has done or he's thought this. But what I, I think Billy Slater has done State of Origin a favour, State of Origin, the the, the brand, the, the concept. Because if Caelan Pong, with everything he's been through with his head knocks, goes out there in game one, and we know what happens at Origin. We know it's a more violent game. We Not know it's the, yeah. the it, it's so much more ferocious. If he gets concussed in State of Origin, and it and it and becomes the end of Kalen's career for concussion yeah. reasons, that that ruins the game. It ruins yeah. State of Origin, and yeah, it forever tarnishes it. And uh, yeah. And Billy may have, I'm not saying he has, but he may have helped save the concept of origin by ensuring that doesn't happen by picking, not picking Kalen in this circumstance. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think they've saved himself from himself because I, I, and I think deep down even Kalen might be a little bit, you know, ah, okay, that's done. I, I'm yeah. glad I didn't really make origin this year because of the shit that's been going on in my life, but I'm mm. still going to play fullback for the Knights this weekend. Yeah, uh, West Tigers put on mm, well. the performance of the year. We talked about this last week, MG. You were at this game. We said, "Yep." You said you implored Tigers fans to get there. This might be the last time they see. It is the last time yep. they play at Leichhardt. We both we we tipped it. We said this is and, but we did not see this coming. We didn't see eleven tries, eleven <laughs> goals, three different goal kickers. Um, we didn't see North Queensland basically give up. The thing that I got out of this, before we get on to how good the Tigers were, was that they got four players picked in origin after that. So that wasn't a selection trial as such for, for them <laughs> players. And I don't know how Murray Tuolangi made the Queensland team. I really don't. Um, there's some real worries about some players' form going into origin from the Cowboys in particular and their lack thereof. So... That's their problem. That's the that's Queensland's problem. Not nothing for me to worry about because, um, but yeah, look, you know what? Um, it seems to be Liam that ever since Jareem Buller has made his way into first grade, they beat Penrith that night. He made his debut. Um, they've then gone on to win other games. This is the third game, but this one he he kind of stood out as the man of the match, along with 
Luke Brooks, who, God love him. I'm glad he had such a, an emphatic win on his 200th game. Yep. Much maligned. Whenever the Tigers in the in the past have won, he's never been given he's never been given the kudos. No. When they've lost, it's always his fault. It's always his fault. He can't win. So I'm glad for him on his 200th game that this happened for him. I'm, I'm also glad for the Tigers who are starting to really take shape under this new regime of, of Sheens and, and Marshall and, and co. Um, it just seems to be they, they're playing a big, a, you know, Bateman's getting more involved in games, and this was just a, a breakout game for them. It's, did they, 66 points to 18, did we think that was going to happen? No. Broken all records? No. Um, but it's it's more about how bad the Cowboys were than how real good the Tigers were. They they were they were good, but gee, the Cowboys were woeful. They were woeful. Yeah, and and, a, and you know, if you're Todd Payton, you start you, you're scratching your head at at a team that almost made a grand final last year, and now yep. they're producing this. Just quickly, Jareem Buller is is really interesting because he's he's not Tedesco. He's not that small pocket size type fullback. No. He's not Dylan Edwards, but he's he's also not quite Latrell and Tommy no. Turbo. He's not quite that big. He's kind of this in-between hybrid type prospect for the Tigers, which is really exciting. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. There's no one like him at the moment who are playing fullback. It's He just seems to have so much time on his hands to do things, and he doesn't seem phased by anything that goes wrong on the field. He doesn't get panic. He doesn't... And that is a mark of a good football player. So keep your eye on this kid. He's he's, yeah. he's he's rushing towards the rookie of the year, the Dalian rookie of the year, as we speak. But there's some good contenders this year actually for for the rookie of the year. But he's um he's just catapulted himself into you know in the in, onto the podium in, in my in my opinion. Oh, wouldn't that be nice for the West Tigers to land a rookie of the year award come end of season? Right, yeah. Dolphins Storm. Uh, I mean, Felice Cafusi did what he did. Out for three. Yeah. The shot on Christian Welch. Bit of a brain Silly. fade from, from Finn Diesel. Um, and uh, in the end, it probably probably cost the Dolphins maybe a win. I, I think definitely it did. Yeah, I thought I thought it was, um, it was a, a, a brain snap, you just called it. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, you know, he's he, they need him on the field. Uh, and they need him on the field in origin as well. Um, so he cost himself... Not only a, you know a, a game against his former team, which he could have been one of the stars, but um, <clears throat> ten minutes of that, they also a Queensland team that probably needed him more so. Um, so yeah, look, I think that's a, that was a, a brain fade. Um, I thought Katoa for the Storm played his best game in the Storm jersey. Jerome Hughes was at his best again. Nick Mean he continues to be that same type of player as the Edwardses and the the Kennedys of the world. He never plays a bad game, Nick Meany, and. Um, it's funny how all of a sudden we've forgotten about a kid called Pappenhausen, um, who hasn't played um, a game this season and doesn't look like playing anytime soon. But yeah, comprehensive from the from the Storm, and they uh, it's amazing when you look at the ladder. Um, five teams on sixteen: Penrith, South, yes. Sharks, Brisbane, and Melbourne. It's a it's if ever there's an indication of the salary cap working in the NRL, this is it. This season is it. Yeah, and then and then Dolphins, Warriors, and Raiders just just a game behind on fourteen points. So there's there's nothing between the top eight sides at the moment. Now, Bulldogs, Titans. If I'm Justin Holbrook this week, and I'm a Titans supporter, I've declared that. But if I'm Justin Holbrook this week, oh. you know what I'm doing, MG? I'm picking up the phone to Ricky Stewart because remember in 2021 yeah, when the they Raiders were the, they were the faders, yep, you the the faders. It was the Canberra faders. They were, and they just disappeared in the second half of games. Yep. The Titans are doing the exact same thing. They led 14 to zip, and they go on to lose this one by two points thanks to a late try. Oh, so many things to talk about in this game. Um, 
I, I, the Titans started the game like they were going to win by 40. And most games they've started when they've been, I think they've, I think there was a stat around that the last five or six games they've played, they scored 26 points in, in, in all their contests. Mm. Well, they didn't score 26 this time. They got the 18, but they got there pretty easily. Um, and then all of a sudden they just, it's, you know what it is? It's when, it's when they take Tino, Fasul, Mala, Awi, and the... Mo, uh, Fodawaka? Fodawaka plays a little bit longer, but... It's when they take the the three big boys off, um, and Isaac Louis, uh, yeah. lock them three go off, and they seem to lose a lot of impotence. You know, Aaron Clark comes on and gives away a couple of penalties, and um, dummy. And this this is where they're missing Bo Firma. Oh yeah, huge oh, yeah. out that that knee injury that's ruled him out for the season. This is a guy who probably would have been in Origin calculations based yeah. off last year's form. They're really missing him. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, I thought I think for feeders. He's been, you know, a standout this season. I think him and Tino have been standouts. Um, I thought Jaden Campbell was, was awesome as well. Um, they've got good outside backs. It just seems to be that forward rotation when Tino goes off. He, it's such a contrast of having such a juggernaut on the field to going to something that's so meek and mild coming on. It's, um, I don't know. I don't know what the depth is like at Titans. You, you, you're right there. You're in the epicenter of it all. Um, what are the people in the Gold Coast saying about this this capitulation in the second half? Well, I mean, it's I think Holbrook sums it up when he fronts the press conferences, and and it's it's a he he doesn't have answers. He can't explain what's going well, on. He's got so, have answers, man, he's got to have answers. Uh, and that's the thing. He's he's the one who's got to deliver the answers. So, it, it will, I'll be really interested to see. I think this Origin window creates an opportunity for the Titans to figure out what's going on because they don't have Tino and they don't have Dave. So it becomes they've got to figure out their system with lesser personnel during this Origin period without those two guys. So we'll be interested to see how they roll through this phase. Though, but to the dogs' credit, a lesson in resilience. Cam Serrato would be banking that experience for this group. Oh, yeah, and, and that guy, Tavita Pengai Jr., was the difference. I mean, he was on his own. He was the wrecking ball, and then he was creating second-phase play for Burton, who, who had a fantastic second half, and um, I thought uh, Karaz on the wing was fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, look, it's um, they've got they've got a real good nucleus of player uh, of the team there. We talk about the dogs all the time as how, how promising they are, and uh, Reed Marnie at dummy half is always in the game. They, they, they lack depth at the moment due to injury. But once they're full strength, I, I think next year they'll definitely make the eight um, with Steve Crichton going across. And um, they're a top eight team next year. And they'll they'll build on what they've what they've got at the moment. But to come back like they did, um, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be that team that's going to be a real nuisance value for other teams mm. this year, especially the teams in the top four and eight. Um, I don't think they're not, not going to make the eight this year, but. Mm. Um, I think definitely are going to be a nuisance nuisance value because that was a good game. That was a game they didn't they wouldn't have won any other year except for this year. I've really I haven't seen it or heard about it yet, but I, I can only imagine that when Cam Serrato learned about Tavita's selection, I feel like that would have been another like kind of like Jareem Buller potentially going on to win Rookie of the Year for the Tigers. It's it's something that the club can point to as yeah. look, we can produce Origin footballers. Like yeah. you perform well here, you get rewarded you know, at, at representative level. So um, another little stepping stone for the Bulldogs ticked off. And then Manly came out and wow. we all thought they'd limp to the nation's capital against the Raiders and, and they came out and punched them in the mouth. Well, so much, so much was, you know, waiting for and or so much was, you know, vested in Tommy Trebojevic trying to prove his fitness for State of Origin. And I didn't have him in my team last week when we spoke here as my final team. I, 
I thought what I've seen this year, it's just it's Tommy's just not with it. And then all of a sudden, like a big punch, you just mentioned a punch in the face. Well, boom, get that in here because he was back to his best. Tommy, two hundred meters, um, three tries, always in the game, always looked dangerous. And you now turn your and the Raiders were disappointing. The Raiders kind of thought that they thought that they'd do the job easy on at mm. four o'clock on a on a Sunday Arvo in the nation's capital when it's only single figures in temperature. It's freezing cold. Manly going to come down here. Uh, depleted, um, and we're going to kick their ass. But no, they didn't. And I thought, I thought Tommy was great. I thought, um, unfortunately for Jake Trebojevic, he's done his calf injury, his calf again, yeah. so he's going to be out for uh, four to six weeks, which is probably the origin series for him. Yeah. Um, um, I thought Young Schuster was was fantastic in attack. He's still got some defensive issues, but he can work on them. It's uh, look, his attack is just sublime. He, he can put a bloke through a hole almost like no one else in the competition at the moment. He seems to have so much time in his hands. And I note this morning when he's, he's come out in uh, the Daily Telegraph, a story that Dean Ritchie done, he's declared that he will be, will be the best player in the NRL one day. So I, I don't mind it. I don't mind that he's, he's talking the talk as long as he walks the walk because that's a big walk you've got to make. This is a bloke who was punching on with a teammate in training not too long ago. I don't know if he needs That's to come to do out. And, That's all I to don't do know with... if he needs to come out and say that stuff to no. journos right now, Joshy. I think some guys are motivated. Some some guys players I get motivated differently than others. Some if okay. they put pressure on themselves, like he has now. Um, mm. He's got to, he's got to, every game he's got to be in the top three or four players for his team, and yeah. that's that's what he might need to do. That he might need that 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 cusp thing of going, oh, shit, if I don't do it, I'm, I'm going to be in big trouble because I've already well, said I'm going to be the best player. <laughs> well, the only concern, the bigger concern I have for Josh Schuster is that uh, he's 22. Uh, Nathan Cleary is only three years older than him. And Nathan Cleary probably is the best player in the comp. And the way he's traveling, he's going to be very hard to knock off the mantle um, yeah. anytime soon. Uh, there is the rounding review. Uh, and, and sorry, I should say again, Cherry Evans, this is a, even though he's a Queenslander, this is the Cherry Evans Support Club. He was outstanding again. Um, and he's going to lead his, his state very well next week. Quickly, round 13 tips. Uh, okay. Lots of teams with the bye this weekend. So let's rattle these off. Okay. Dolphins, Dragons. This one's at Redcliffe, KO Stadium. Dolphins. Eels, Cowboys, Combank Stadium. Eels, convincingly. Warriors Broncos in New Zealand. Now the Broncos thought they'd be travelling with Reese Walsh. He's been picked. Tristan yeah. Saylor set to make his debut for the Broncos at fullback, but Kirk Capewell will be in the side. Yeah, um, well done to young uh, Tristan. Uh, it's been nearly three years since he's he's been in first grade, and uh, Dell would be so happy and proud. Um, mm. Unfortunately, I think the Warriors will win this one. I think I've gone for all the high, all the home teams in in this split round. And, Rabbitohs Raiders, obviously, Acor Stadium. You go on yeah. the Bunnies. Bunnies with uh, Damien Cook to prove a point and Campbell Graham. Uh, Knights. Well, and the other advantage the Bunnies get is that Cody Walker's still there running yeah. around. So yeah. their halves remains intact alongside Elias. Uh, and Knights, Sea Eagles. Uh, obviously, Manly decimated through origin. They lose all their big names, but uh, the Knights keep hold of Ponga. Well, they're two best players, uh, Tommy Trebojevic, um, Jake is out with the calf injury in DCE. The three best players in their club are, won't be playing, and and Kalen Ponga will be. So if if, they, if the Knights can't beat Manly with them three players out, they might as well give it away. I tell you what, Josh Schuster, if you want to be the best player in the NRL, yeah, this might be the weekend. Now. <laughs> <Starts> now. <laughs> this is where you take your first step. Right, let's talk state of origin because it's here this time next week, and 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 next week on MG's Rugby League Rundown. This is the most talked about 
form of tipping games in the yep. history of sport. It is MG's patented paper test yep. where you determine exactly who wins every game uh, in your own unique format. That will be on next week's show. But let's talk about these two teams and the vibe leading up. How are you feeling? Um, look, I think this is a very this is this is the back line that won twenty one um, when they played the was it three games in North Queensland. Mm. This was the back line that New South Wales won with. Um, I look at their back line, I see Luttrell and I see Tommy Trebojevic in the centres and I I feel sorry for Queensland centres, to be honest. Um, Hammer and Holmes, I think. Well, Hammer, look, who's, not a, who's not a centre and who Wayne yeah. Bennett has said is not a centre. No, I know that. I, know, I, 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 I don't know for the life of me why Dane Gagai is in this team. I think that he had – I think when you've played 22 state of origin games – I think most of them have been all in a row. I think he's played in the last eight or nine series. I think you owe it to him as a state to him to play his way out of a jersey, not to drop him so he can't prove himself to be. You know, his club form hasn't been the best, and we've, it hasn't been for about three or four years because at South now at nights he he kind of it's like he doesn't get up the way he gets up for Origin. It's mm. it's just a, Dale Shearer was similar. Um, this guy has proven at he's been one of the Queensland's best players and top three players for the last five or six years, and I think I think to leave him out, I think that I think that's a morale dropper for the for the Queensland. So I I could be wrong, you know, I could be wrong. I think I think Reece Walsh's addition is fantastic. I think he mm. deserved that. I, I I think that he's been one of their best players at the Broncos for this year. He does have a couple of defensive lapses, and which you'll he'll see. You know, come origin, but I think on a whole, I'm looking at New South Wales team on paper, and um, there's not much I would have changed. So I, I think Hudson Young, I'm excited by him. I'm excited by the fact that they're going to start with Pengai Junior, Haas, Frizzell, and Young in the back row, and Isaiah Yeo with Paulo, Murray, and Martin to come off the bench. That's some heavy artillery. It is going to be a firefight in the forwards. When you look at you got Tavita Pangai Jr. and Payne Haas running oh. headlong into Tommy Flegler and Lindsay Collins. This cool. is, and then when you throw Hudson Young in against Tom Gill, but this yep. is going to be some fight. sort of a firefight. Yeah, Pat Carrigan always takes it. Pat Carrigan never backs away from a you oh, know from yeah. a stoush either. And then you got Tino and Cotter and Arrow and Harry Grant coming off the bench. I think as far as the benches go, they're they're both formidable benches, and you need seventeen players when it comes to a, state, a game of a state of origin. Mm. Now, um, just just to go back on the Dane Gagai thing for a moment, yeah, you're spot on because I don't want to accuse Billy Slater of hypocrisy because it's it's his he's choosing this team for his reasons and who am I to doubt those? But yeah. when the justification or when you you know you look at if you look at Dane's club form and that must be the you know one of yeah. the factors yeah. as to why he hasn't been picked, and then you look on the other side of the centres and Val Holmes is there. You spoke about the Cowboys earlier in the pod and, and how, you know, it's all everyone picked from the Cowboys would have been going, geez, I hope we're not just getting picked on our club form because yeah. we're going like a busted. Val Holmes, uh, you know, he's, he hasn't been going well. None of them have. And yet you both got Val and Murray um, to Alangi both picked there. Um, so I could, you know, Dane, I, and I don't think Dane would be one to sulk about it. I've got no doubt that he would be eyeing game two to get back into the team. But, um, you can yeah, you can understand why the narrative is they've abandoned the pick and stick. Yeah, and, and it's this is the one that stands out for them. I think other than that, I, I, look, I, I think it's a, it's a strong team. As I said, I don't um, when you've got Holmes and Tuolagi, um, 
you know, in the back line that got beat by 55 points last week against the Tigers. Wait till you got Tommy Trebojevic and Latrell Mitchell coming at you. It's it's a it's a completely different level. And do you expect um, that? Do you expect Tommy to be given the the roaming license that Freddie's given him in previous Origin, as in go find the footy, or will it be oh, a little bit both. more structured? I think both boys. I think both him and Latrell will have that will have that license to do what you want. I mean, they're both fullbacks, so um, they're used to roaming. You know, when you've got Latrell and Tommy plus Teddy, um, and then Cam uh, Cam Murray comes on and loves playing up that middle third of the field as well. Oh, it's a strong team. It's really strong. You, you mentioned earlier how they reckon, how I think Hines will be played. I think he'll come on at 5'8". And I think, if anything, Jerome Luai will give uh, Appy a rest at dummy half. Okay. I think that's how they'll play. I, I don't see them playing Nico Hines at dummy half. I think he's too tall and, and maybe a little bit more cumbersome. Jerome, how, I think, has played a little bit of junior footy at, at number nine. Um, he started as a centre, I think, at, at Penrith Juniors, um, <clears throat> but then made his way into number six, obviously. But, yeah, I think Jerome Luai is very t- versatile as well in the back line. I, I, I know that Nico is – well, Nico's uh, – he can play fullback, wing, centre. He can play lock. So it's kind of a, a really good a mixture of, of utility players they've picked. Um, same goes with someone like uh, Hudson Young making his debut. He can play front row, second row, lock. Uh, Frizzell, same. Um Martin, the same. So they've picked a very mobile team, have New South Wales. Look, I look at Queensland's four-pack, and you mentioned it, Flegler and Collins, both just there for the fight. You know, roll your sleeves up, boys, and just give us everything you've got in the last, in the first 20 minutes, and then we'll bring on, you know, Ruben Cotter and Tino. And, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Tino start, to be honest. I think mm, that you need, I your, agree. You need your toughest and your, and your most awesome uh, when when the when the game starts and I think he is their best forward um, and I I think he'd be wasted on the bench I think you've got to get him in the game as quick as you can to try and to try and arm wrestle some dominance away from New South Wales but um look I these are all these are just opinions you know I, I someone like Tuolagi might get me out of the match no one, no on the way I'm picking lately <laughs> oh Wendell um, Sadler would like that the, the only winger to ever get Wendell would be yeah. filthy yeah, it's true <laughs> Hammer's been playing good footy, so he he had to be in the team somewhere. I I probably would have put him on the wing, but and I would have put you know Gag. I would have left Gagai there, and I would have had I would have made way for Tuolagi if I had to mm. if I was a Queensland. That's probably the only change I would have made for that team. But um, yeah, look, Fafita picked on form. Gilbert picked on form. Carrigan obviously picked on form. Harry Grant coming off the bench is a worry if I'm a New South Welshman. Um, you know, Reese Walsh is a worry in attack as well for me. Um, Joy Arrow and Cotter play a very similar tough uncompromising role. So, yeah, both teams, um, I think uh, they picked it on form, you know, yep. and I think I think this is, you know, since Freddie's tenure as a coach, which dates back to, I think, 18, this is probably the most experienced team that he's got um, when you throw in the likes of Murray and Frizzell and, um, you know, Paulo and that on the bench. If you remember last year in the in game three, um, there was no there was no Luttrell, there was no Turbo, there was no, no Payne Haas. But for Queensland, there was no Cameron Munster either. So mm. um, the Queenslanders prevailed 22 points to 12. What you can take out of that, I don't know. But all I know is that Cameron Munster makes that team look a lot, lot better. Um, but I also think that Latrell and Tommy make that team look a lot, lot better as well. You know, so um, it's, it's, it's one of them. We live in a different world, but now, Liam, we live in a different world. We live in a world where referees aren't scared to sim bin. We live in a world where the slightest head knock, you're gone. So 
this game could change, change dramatically. And I mean dramatically within 10 minutes. We could see a team now on paper, uh, uh, 18, I'm looking at 17 players on, on each team. That could be reduced to 15 within 7 to 10 minutes. Yeah. You just don't know. That's the thing about the game these days. So, And especially in state of origin where it's more brutal. It's, it's our, our most brutal form of rugby league there is. So these new rules are going to be tested, not tested, but test the players and the coaching staff because things could change on a dime that you'd never expect it would. So you've got to be ready for all scenarios. Well, it's a line in the sand moment next Wednesday night when when these, this state of origin format is played in the sh- shadow of these new rules and new stricter guidelines around policing head knocks as well. It's it's a line in the sand moment as to, because it's always known, you know, the understanding has always been you get away with a bit more in state of origin. It, well, does so that should. hold true? So, so does that hold you, true These next are the best Wednesday players night. in the game. These are the best 34 players in our game at the moment. Yep. Um, be judged by their states. So it's up to Ashley Klein, who's the ref, to put his whistle in the, his pocket and pull it out when he thinks that someone's done something illegal or not, not some – I don't want to see the, the whistle come out if somebody's done something that's enthusiastic because that's what State of Origin's about. You've got to be enthusiastic to play it. Your lungs are gone after seven, eight minutes. You, your legs feel like you're walking through quicksand. The last thing you want to do is a, get, is a piggyback from the referee because – of something that is done that's enthusiastic. If it's illegal, you've got to be penalised. Simple as that. Um, but there's a big difference between illegal and enthusiasm. And State of Origins played on enthusiasm. And that's why Billy Harrigan was such a good ref when it came to, Billy, for, to Origin because he averaged three or four penalties per game. And the game was always played. Every team knew that they were in. The best team would win. Simple as that. I don't want to see this Origin contest, you know, and, and I think I, I think Ashley, you know, oh, there's some there's some, there's some new referees who have come into the game in this new era who I'm really impressed with, who I'm really, really impressed with. So the coaching ranks, uh, sorry, the, the referees' ranks have never been stronger. So the pressure's on Ashley as well as, as an origin ref to make this one a good one because we're going to a foreign state who don't play this game. The last thing we want to see down there is the pee being blown out of the whistle by a referee whose interpretation's Keep changing from set to set. Be be consistent, Ashley. Put the whistle in your pocket. Pull it out when someone does something illegal, but don't pull it out when someone does something enthusiastic because there's a massive difference. To the social media boffins who make the videos from this podcast, there it is. That's that's the reel from today's episode of MG's Rugby League Rundown. The difference between illegal and enthusiastic as told by Mark Guyer. Uh, can I just piggyback onto that for a moment and say to uh, the bloke who's going to be at the buttons in the bunker, Grant Atkins, stay out of it. Stay out of it. Just, there's no need for you to get involved next Wednesday night. The last thing, as an addendum to what MG just said, the last thing we need is this game getting bogged down on minuscule interpretations by the bunker. We don't need it, all right? In fact, I'd be happy if they lost the remote for the bunker for next Wednesday night. <laughs> Oh, there might be a power outage in nurse control. <laughs> Someone go pull the plug. Um, yeah, that's it's, it's, it's right. Yeah, and and Echo, I, I think he's probably up. He's probably lucky not to be refereeing this game. He's, I think Ashley got the re, Ashley's a bit like Dane Gagai. He got he got the referee because he's been good in the past. Okay. Um, and pick I can stick at the refs. Pick and yeah, stick. That's exactly right. Um, so look, I, there is some there is some good ones coming, and um, yeah, this is look. I I, th- I think. If I've got to predict the score, and I know we're going to do a, a bit of a preview. Paper test next week. Next, next uh, Wednesday before the origin actually happens. But I think at the moment, I'm looking at it, it's going to be a, 
a relatively high-scoring game. I think New South Wales will score over 30 points. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure Queensland will. Okay. I'm not so sure Queensland can score over 30 points. So I'm looking at something like 32-18 or 32-22 or something like that. What I will say to you, MG, about this Queensland team is previously on our show, uh, I spent and spent some time in the camp with the New South Wales team. I bonded. I had my favourites. I love Damien Cook. I love Jake Turbo. There were some great characters in this, in this team. Tarek Sims. In this Queensland team, you want my top three? Yep. Uh, the blokes? But to, uh, based off the, the, yep. the interactions thus far, top the, three? The, the interview test. The interview test. There's a clear number one. Let me guess. Uh, no. Great okay, fella. He, Doesn't make the four, podium. Is, is he a forward or a back? Tom Flegler comes in at three. Tom Flegler takes the bronze. Fascinating guy. Interesting cat, right? Really interesting guy. Tom Flegler in the bronze medal position. Yep. Silver might have a man crush on this man from my a brief interaction with him. Harry Grant. Harry Grant. This yeah, he's got he's got charisma. Charisma. Coming out play. the wazoo. Yep. Um the way everyone's, he went everyone up. Wants, everyone's Harry's there. Son-in-law. Everyone wants – exactly. I'd take <laughs> Harry and Law to home, you know. Yeah. The way he went up to Wally Lewis as well, who was there on the day with such reverence, you could tell that he was a hero. It was just yeah. – it was great. I love Harry. But number one with a bullet, gold medal. For for what I go down there to get out of these players, it's Jai Arrow. It's Jai Arrow and yeah. Daylight. He's always been number one, hasn't he? <laughs> he's, he's, just, just a, he's just a character. He's he so good. He's so unique. Yeah. And so unashamedly himself, yeah. it must terrify his coaches, but it's absolutely brilliant for who's people like us. For, who's up this week to talk to the media? Uh, you got Jai. Oh, no, not Jai. No, no, no. no. Typical game. Jai, go and get your ankle strap, mate. Uh, the media. Was, yeah. I love it. Oh, look, he's, he's a character of the game. He, we, we used to have him on regularly. Yeah. When he first came down to Sydney, um, with South Sydney on on the rush hour that we're he on, he got lost coming to the studio. <laughs> he got lost, and he you know he's had some dramas, but he he owns it all. He owns he it. Owns and he it. says that it's it's whatever's happened to me. It's made me a better bloke, and yep. yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, they're three, you know, okay, three good uh, characters. What about mm. what, what about in your in your roving reporter uh, status? Who's been mm. the who's who who are the quiet ones for the uh, the Queenslanders? Who are the ones who don't don't say too much? Well. <laughs> Look, uh, Murray Tuolungi, I had a like chat with him. Like his Tino, uh, his Tino a character? Tino. Had a chat with Tino. Very, very reserved, very respectful. You know what Tino's other boyhood dream? I asked him all about what, you know, origins of boyhood dream. WWF. What, 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 no, the army. Wow. And I tell you what, if Tino came over a hill at me, <laughs> I'd run the other way. I'd say, there's my white flag. <laughs> I'm out. Yep, I'm you out. Win. Yeah, my, they there's, win. Yeah, there's my there's my semi-automatic. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back home. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Nah, you know a good what? Bunch, we're they're we're a, a week bunch. away from it as we speak. This is recorded on Wednesday, the week out from start of Origin. Um, it's 43 years in the making. This uh, this duel between these two states, and I must confess, every year, every year as I'm getting older, I thought the enthusiasm would wane, but it gets more intense. It gets more. I, I get more jealous and envious of these guys who are about to do this for their state because I know how friggin' good it is. And I know that I've, for the only three times I did it, I wish I'd done it a lot more. It's my only regret in rugby league that I wish I played more state of origin because that this form of footy, I think I was I was born to play. Unfortunately, the powers that be didn't quite think so. But these 34 players in or oh, just over 
um, seven days' time. Um, again, experience something that you not many, not many, not many sportsmen, but not many rugby league players get to do in their lifetime. So I, I wish the best to to every single one of them. And I hope there's no mishaps through the week with any injuries or anything because I, I think these two teams have been picked on really good form. It is set to be a cracker. Next Wednesday night in Adelaide, the City of Churches becomes the City of State of Origin. Uh, make sure you don't miss next week's episode because MG's patented paper test, the 100% guaranteed way to predict the winner of State of Origin, will be happening next week on the podcast. Until then, MG, we'll see you next week. Go the Blues. Triple M Footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Rain Hot Water.